If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Are you looking to sell or buy your home or looking for an investment property? Look no further. BlackWealthRenaissance.com offers a free realtor directory with realtors located across the country to help you meet your goals. Just go to BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. That's BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. Do you have bad credit and minimum capital and want to get started in real estate? Hi, we're We're the the Mobile mobile Home home Elite Elite Investors. Investors. Our e-course solves all of those problems by giving you all the strategies and secrets to become a successful mobile home investor. Tune in at www.mobilehomeeliteinvestors.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Good, guys. David and Jalen here. Just wanted to holler at y'all real quick before the episode. Tell y'all about what's going down in Atlanta on October 11th through the 13th. Jalen. Yeah, on the 11th, we're going to be at the Subway on Cobb with Chris Williams, the youngest Subway owner in Atlanta. We are going to be doing a raw and uncut live Q&A. You'll be able to talk and hear from him and one of the youngest multi-location owners, Ralph Diesel out of California. Come out and enjoy the show. Uh, it's limited seating, so hit the link in the bio and come uh, come hang out with us in Atlanta. Yeah, going to be some special guests there, but we can't say all that. All right, but without all that, let's get to the episode. Peace. Welcome, everybody, to episode 27 of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. It's your boy, David Bellard, checking in with my co-host. How y'all feeling? What's, What's up? What's up, y'all? This is a special episode, bro. Real special episode. We got everybody together. Yeah, like for the first time in 27 episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) First time. And then we got a special guest. We got our boy Santo. What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Oh, man. Good, man. How you living, bro? Man, I'm cool and working and trying to trying to make it happen, you know? Man, we appreciate you for coming yeah, on, man. bro. 
Actually, not even coming off. For you driving, <laughs> coming yeah, in that yeah, 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 yeah. It's the first time thing, but it's real dope. We actually met Santo. I met Santo at our networking event in Dallas. He was cool with the guys that we partnered with for the event. Me and him chopped it up. And I mean, learned that he got a, his own commercial cleaning business, getting into commercial real estate, got his own clothing line, his own uh, his own cologne, which I just learned today. My man yeah. is out here, bonafide hustler. Yeah, favorite by Fairbank Fair. It's a unisex uh, fragrance too, so. Okay, hey, we're going to get into that. I need you to zoom in on that for Yeah. Yes, sir. We got to talk about that. Yeah, man. I'm trying to, you know, get it out there, you know, make some uh, some noise with it. You know what I'm saying? So. Now, that's different. I, I I never heard anybody who got the, like, on, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, fragrance. On fragrance. Like, he said it. I was like, how do you do that? Yeah. I love fragrances. Oh yeah, and I would love to make my own fragrance. So. Hey, yeah, bro. That's I mean, it. one of the things is like you know a lot of people have clothing lines and stuff now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's easy to be able to kind of produce yeah. your own clothes. But you know, I just wanted to add something different. You know what I'm saying? First, I kind of started with the shoes, but until you kind of really get over there, unless you got connections, you want to you know see your own stuff. So I just went, went, went with the fragrance, and uh, you know. It's, it came out well, first time too, so. Before we get even into all that, Santo, I need you to do what we get all our guests to do whenever we start off the show. Okay. I just need you to give the, the following an uh, introduction to you and how you got started. Um, yeah, so uh, my real name is Ron Santo Cole, and uh, man, as far as business goes, how I got started, I just really, I just got tired, you know what I'm saying? I just got tired of, you know, my situations, got tired of, you know, just going through the same thing. So I just figured out what is something that I can do right now and kind of make money right now. Cause I was just waking up every day like, this ain't what life should be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And then, so that's kind of why I started into the commercial janitorial service. Cause it's, you could start right now and make money right now. You know, mm -hmm. most businesses you gotta, you know, work your job and do your business, you know what I'm saying? With that, I like, I started popping quick to the point where like I was hiring people after three months. So, so it went fast, and you know, not to flex it, but I did like a hundred k, a little bit over a hundred k in like the first like sixteen months, something like that. So it went fast. Well, hey, hit this shit, my brother. Getting a hundred k that quick—that's that's something to flex about. Like, so let's like, like, can we can we deep dive into that a little bit? Like, so how did that? How you go from? I just started my business. To 100k in like 16 months. Like, did you already have marketing experience, sales experience? Like, you just went at it and nah, bro. I just kind of went at it, and it was some opening. I kind of got myself around some people who was already in the business. Uh -huh. So then they was like, okay, well, look, can you do this? And bam, so I take care of that. Then of course they just open more doors for you, give you more opportunities. So and then I was just basically managing correctly. So getting other people to kind of you know, follow the vision and, you know, helping them make money and stuff like that. So then it kind of blew up. But then, of course, I don't know how to run a, a hundred thousand dollar biz. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So then you got to kind of just maneuver. You got to fail till you fail and then till you make it right. And then, you know, you just kind of go from there for real. Yeah. Really, you just kind of you can't go backwards and like, OK, well, now I'm trying to learn something like you got to learn why you still yeah, going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's really the. The, the logistics of it for real. So were you so, ever like scared to hire anybody? Like, you know, 
when most people get started out, they don't want to dictate different taxes. People, they want to do it all by themselves. Well, no, because, I mean, shit, I was an employee for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, like, somebody told me what to do so I could tell yeah. somebody else what to do, really. And then, uh, you know, you just, like I said, you just kind of give them the, the vision, you know what I'm saying, what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go. And, you know, and money always motivates people, too. So, <laughs> it was like, yeah. you, they don't really know what to do, so I got to tell you what to do, you know what I'm saying? So, so it wasn't really hard for you to really much take on that role to be a boss. But I also think it might be reflecting from whenever you say you find your mentor, you're able to start kind of learning the ropes and like you say, you're helping other people, bringing them clients. So you kind of were already, to me, seems like you're already learning how to manage other people at that well, time. Well, yeah, so um, I was actually doing a lot of chef stuff for the Missouri Tigers, then I actually transferred to the Mavericks, that's how I got to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was like a team lead, so I was kind of already kind of in the managerial mindset, yeah. you know what I'm saying, in the first place. So that's where I just kind of, you know, just stuck to what I knew to start. But then, you know what I'm saying, got a mentor, started reading books like One Minute Manager and stuff like that to kind of facilitate, you know what I'm saying. You need some type of teaching that that's not formal, you know what I'm saying, if you don't have some type of formal teaching. Hey, I, I like I that know. though, cause like he started basically he he did what we always talking about on the podcast. He started where he was. Yeah, he was right. like, I have you know I have this experience. I have where I'm at. I'm gonna just build on it. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm gonna get it rolling, keep it going, and then just build on it and learn and read and stuff from there. But he already just went with what he had. I like that. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure that was like the basis for you actually starting the cleaning company. Like when you decided to start, you just like you did some background research. It's like all right, let's let's get into it. Right. So. I do want to ask you about that. Like, what was the startup cost for your cleaning business? Um, so I mean, really, a lot of people they they think and like uh, like so now like I got commercial you know carpet cleaning stuff and you know stripping and wax and buff machines and uh, all these type of things. People think that's what you really need to start with. Like, well, first of all, you don't even need all that stuff because you probably don't even know how to strip and wax or probably use a extractor carpet cleaning. So I mean, really, for the startup cost, I mean, it was probably less than a thousand bucks really uh it because it was really it was just me you know what i'm saying how, how much stuff how many buildings can i clean tonight you know what i'm saying so so it was just what i had really and then um and then here's the thing so i kind of uh i stuck to a different uh mindset with it i use subcontractors so i kind of made them kind of bring their own supplies for the day-to-day -day stuff but if it's like, okay, the location that they at, if it got a, a carpet cleaning or something like that come up, if they know how to do it, I bring some of the equipment and stuff like that, and then we just kind of knock it out like mm -hmm. that. And then you just kind of, you know, just help them out when you can and stuff like that. So that's really how I started with that. In the subcontracting part it speaks volumes too because you're able to scale your business quicker. Exactly. And that's how, now it makes sense how you're able you to do it. You can use that's yeah. bigger than yeah. you. Yeah. You can use companies bigger months. than you because they might not have some contracts. You might have a big contract and I mean, even if that company is larger than yours, you're the one with the contract, so. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. They gonna do the work. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. open to take on more work. You know what I'm saying? That speaks to something we always talk about. Always again, collaboration over competition. It right. works better whenever you're willing to to not try to make everything have to rely on you. Right. Like, exactly. When you first you start off, it was how many buildings can I clean? Exactly. 
And some people still have that mindset, really, like, and even in the business, because, you know, like I said, I network with a lot of people. They still like to get out there every day and, because, you know, they, they thinking a little bit smaller, I would say, because they worry about how much they can bring in with their physical work, you know what I'm saying? But if you using your mind and you like, okay, I can get more locations by being at home selling on the phone every day, you know what I'm saying, selling on the phones and the internet or whatever like that, now you scaling a lot faster because if you out there at night, you not getting up at six, seven, eight, and I get up at like 4.30 every day, four o'clock, yeah. 4.30, you know what I'm saying, so I'm at it. You real know what I'm saying? Real I'm, bosses wake up early. Too. <laughs> I'm, I'm at it. We were, we were discussing scaling, but can we talk about like how your first job, how you first got started, or in the first? Uh, um, so one of the very first jobs I got, I used Craigslist. I went to Craigslist, and uh, I was just you know looking for like the gig section or whatever like that, and then um, I just start hitting people up, and then from hitting people up, you kind of just you get some money rolling. That's what I tell people. Like even people. You know, back home, who like they want to start a business or whatever, and they just want to do all these things. I'm like, bro, get some money rolling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I went to Craigslist and uh, you know started linking up with some people. Uh, like, you know, start learning. They put me on some contracts, and then just from getting that that experience, I just started learning how to uh, just sell my business. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I say, I started going to networking meetings, and then I started uh, finding out about government contracts, which I'm working on right now. And then it just kind of started snowballing, really. That's 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 massive, bro. Especially how you uh, how you said you. I lost my train of thought. Blue point. Damn it! It always happens to me, y'all. Yeah, man. But, I ain't gonna I, talk about you, but uh. But I like it though. It, 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 like even so far, like it sounds really cool because it was like. You, you know what I'm saying? You started out from gigs. Like, you went right. and was just like, I don't even know where to find the contracts, none of that. Like, exactly. I'm just going to go to where I know people asking about cleaning, hop on it, and then go with it. And exactly. then, like, from there, then you start getting around to people, and then they give you more contracts. That's cool. Right, exactly. And then I had that mindset in the beginning, I, I feel like, in the first place. Hmm. Like, even when I did have to go and do it, I still had the mindset, like, okay, it's going. I'm eventually going to get to five, six buildings where I can't do it. So I'm already kind of preparing. So I started mm-hmm. putting my own ads on Craigslist, you know what I'm saying, to kind of start meeting people and stuff like that. Because I was already getting jobs and stuff that I didn't know how to do. I didn't know how to strip and wax floors, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to really power wash and do all the other stuff. But I had already started building this clientele of these companies who advertise they know how to do that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So you just. You kind of start finding ways, and even stuff like uh, how much do I charge? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I start calling other companies and act as if I was trying to get it done. You know what I'm saying? So then they telling me how much it costs and this and that, and I'm learning how to kind of, you know what I'm saying, measure out job yeah. size and play the game. You know what I'm saying? So you just gotta, you gotta be resourceful, bro. It's it's serious, you know, especially when you ain't trying to go back to work. <laughs> especially with like a service-based business too, because with items. You'd be able to say, hey, a phone around this caliber, you know it's going to be around 8000 right. or 800 or whatever. Right. But how do I know how much to charge for this amount of work? Right. So that was very smart whenever you went back and just called everybody. Um, and it just it, it allows you to be competitive, for one. So right. say it is a big company and they tax and busting heads. Right. You can come in 
at the same contract that they got say, hey, I know that this person is charging you this much. Right. So I can undercut them and get this done. Right, but sometimes in the game, too, it's the other way around. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They charge nothing. You really? know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, so big, the big companies across the United States, they charge nothing. You know what I'm saying? To Damn. do all this other stuff. And then, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I've done subcontracted work, too. You know what I'm saying? For the larger companies and... You know, they, they try to get you in there for nothing, you know what I'm saying? But, you you know, you kind of work your way around it. You start learning their system. You, you do some of their contracts, too. And then they start seeing, okay, well, we can get him to do this for, you know, this price. But he this good. We ain't had no problem. So then when they come back, I now get to charge you what I need to charge you to get this done properly. You know what I'm saying? Because if they cut corners, you end up having to, you know, cut corners and all that stuff. Then you get a bad reputation. So, you know what I'm saying? It's... It's, you know, it's just a, a way to build it. Speaking on that, I think a lot of times in service-based businesses, you have to have, it's a referral system almost. Right. Most of the time, especially in the cleaning business. Right. Can you discuss on, like, how how you focus on being referred to from different customers? Um, just kind of making it a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, go post this on my website if you don't mind. You know, let's do these video. Can you record a video for me? Uh, who do you know? You know what I'm saying? If we did good here, but tell another daycare owner that you know, another business owner, your husband owned the business. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of use, using that uh, avenue. Really, it's a lot of word of mouth. Uh, I do pay for the, you know, uh, the marketing and stuff on the internet, but I, I feel like it's kind of hard because it's a B2B. It's not B2C, which is a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? And that's business to business, if anybody don't know what that means. Yeah, so it's business to business. And then, like, so people try to come at me with the Facebook stuff. And I'm like, you know, uh, a daycare owner ain't really on Facebook looking for their next janitorial service company type of thing. But, I mean, some people sell it. Some people say it works. But, I mean, for me, it's really the old school cold calling and the referral that works. You know what I'm saying? And I think the referral is one real huge part that a lot of entrepreneurs leave out, not just in service-based businesses, but in any business in general. Right. You always want to focus on that customer experience so that Your you network. can always have a strong, yeah, like you said, a network. It's your network. who support you. Right, yeah. exactly. Your network is your network. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got to build with, you know, with the people around you, yeah. the people that you work for. You know what I'm saying? You got to get them to kind of refer other people. You just got to always be in motion in regards to trying to scale, you know, from your previous work. And you know I, I also look at it as you like focusing on your brand too. Because right. if you start a referral uh, system, now you get more people to say, hey, he was really good. Right. He was on point whenever the time was here. I would refer, was she cleaning service? Uh, Perel against cleaning. I will refer Perel against cleaning to this person or right. hey, I'm, I got this person over here that's got a daycare or I got this person over here at the nursing home who needs some help. Hey, go visit my man over there. He'll take care of you. Yeah. And now you're building a household name, a brand name to where exactly. people be like, hey, that's a good name. Right. right. Yeah, then you got to sign up for, you know, certain sites and stuff like that too. Um, just to kind of get your name and stuff out there and uh, you know every time I go to networking meetings and stuff I talk to people I go to real estate meetings too and then I still tell them because we do like post-construction clean too so 
you know, that's the way to kind of get in the door with some other real estate people. So you building all this, you know. All that rapport. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, bam. So we can start talking about real estate. But, you know, since you're already getting the game and you got some stuff going, at the end of the day, that's going to have to be clean before, you know what I'm saying, your people come. Yeah. <laughs> so holler at me. Gotcha. So it's always times that you could bring it up. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. just got to keep that in mind. And that's really smart because I wanted to ask you, how did you network? Because I know with real estate, like like you said, there's meetups. But in the cleaning business, they don't do cleaning meetups. I, right. Well, personally, I've, <laughs> well, no, I've, never, hey. I've, I've never seen one really or been to one really either. But you just kind of go to networking meetings and you start talking about what it is that you do. Yeah. And you kind of start building with, well, I say you build a little bit more with the one that you know you can work with, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that they doing, you know what I'm saying? If they have a brick and mortar business, you can start building with that. If they do, uh, you know, some type of real estate, you can start building with that. So you just, uh, like I said, just figuring ways to work the avenue. Okay, so I want to flash, go back to whenever you knew, it was, you was like, man, this shit get, they got out of hand. <laughs> right. I need to hire some people. <laughs> right. How many contracts did you have at that point? Uh, I would say I had about six buildings, but then I started getting uh, like uh, bids, or I'm start doing bids for like carpet cleaning and uh, power washing, post construction clean. Uh, I got my ass hand. Can we curse? Yeah. I got my ass handed to me on my first construction clean job. You know, my friends was mad at me. My brother was mad at me. So I just kind of started like. Uh, but I gotta figure something else out. Like I can't keep on getting myself into stuff that I don't know. But yeah, I had about six buildings, and then uh, they was like starting to come in. Like okay, eight, nine, ten. So then I gotta sell this out to either three people or give this three to somebody else. So now uh, I just start taking initiative to have the people and build a rapport with the people before. And then like I say, it wasn't just the buildings; it was all the extra side jobs that started coming in that I really didn't know how to do it. You can't turn it down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, trying to turn it down that yeah, exactly. right Turn up, my collar. <laughs> <laughs> now, with that being said, as far as like the hiring and the contracting out and with, with all of that, so like when you started, you said you had gotten up to like six buildings before they got out of hand, right? right? So. Did you already, had you already started buying your own equipment and all that at this point? Or were you still, like, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused because kind of rewinding, like Jalen said, on the startup calls, like, did you hit the building starting out with a broom? Like, how did yeah, you go? Like, like for real, this? like, for real. Like, it was just mops, brooms, buckets, hey. vac um, Walmart vacuum. You know what I'm saying? I like it. You know what I'm saying? Making it happen, bro. And, uh, you know, but like I said, when it started coming to uh, carpet cleanings and mm -hmm. stripping the wax, I have buckets, I have scrubbers. You know what I'm saying? So I started using other people first, and then I started, you know, just kind of networking and finding out, okay, where you get it from, how much it costs. Okay, bam, I can go to Home Depot or rent one for right now. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm going and doing large jobs, like, uh, you know, I kind of, one of the jobs we started doing, we started doing serious outlets, you know what I'm saying? So this is 25,000 square feet, but I was like subcontracting with another person to kind of start getting that experience, you know what I'm saying? So now I got that experience, so now I'm looking for serious outlet jobs to be in control of, you know what I'm saying? Um, so you just kind of build off of that. I mean, and then like a sidebar, I'm really just now starting to get into building um, like business credit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm like real deep into this business credit stuff now where I'm just like getting gas cards, uh, 
you know, I got credit with Home Depot, Lowe's, Amazon, uh, and all these other people, bro. And then now I'm starting to get out of spending my own money. Yeah, now right. the business started right. to take care of itself. Yeah, it it started right. to take care of itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where you want to get to. You know what I'm saying? You want to own the business. You don't want it to own you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, a lot of people can't get out of that mindset. Hey, yeah. you know, but you know why I think that is? I'm, they try to rely on their business to support them too early. Yeah. Right? They, they try to, to live their best life off their business. They, if their business make $2,000, they treat me like they made $2,000. Exactly. Yeah. That is very important. Yes. And it speaks to the essence of what Nip was implementing all money in. Like, you got to be able to flip your money, well, really stack your money first, reinvest your money, and let your money stack and flip again. And that's what he's saying. Like, if you make 2000 that's not, oh, I made 2000 My right. business made 2000 How can I reinvest this 2000 to make that 2000 4000 or 8000 Right. And I mean, to touch on two points, like when people, some people don't know, like when you make money, you know, you should save 20% of it. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying saving is the best thing to do because you want to reinvest, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're not making no money off your savings account if you don't know that. But uh, I save like 20, 25 of every dollar I make, 25%. You know what I'm saying? But then, exactly. You never know what can happen. And then, I'm an uh, entrepreneur. So, ain't no retirement for me. You know what I'm saying? I got to figure it out myself. Mm -hmm. So, that's when the real estate started coming about. You know what I'm saying? Then I started focusing on commercial real estate because, hell, I'm already in the buildings every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, I'm, knowing, I'm learning who the owners are and what they do and how they get to do their stuff. So, exactly. Like you said, you got to flip it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta have that mindset immediately anyway. You know what I'm saying? Now, now I gotta, I, I actually wanted to go a little bit further into that. Cause like, so in my current job now, two of the uh, guys that I work with, when I'm talking with them, they said that they actually were business owners. And that the part of the reason why they had to start working in the railroad was because they looked up, they were 40, or, uh, 40, 45, 50, something like that. And they were like, oh, I didn't save none of my profits for retirement. Right. So, like, what made you get that kind of click? Like, oh, maybe I need to start investing in some of these same buildings that I'm cleaning so that I can have, you know what I'm saying, retirement and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I've done stuff in my life to where I've lost money before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 didn't, I didn't been up before and then lost some money. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? I just kind of like, okay, well... You know, this business could go away. It could get real slow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Then I have two small children. So I'm like, I got to start thinking mm -hmm. further ahead. You know what I'm saying? I got to start thinking further ahead. And then, like, I, I think I said this before, but it's like, I'm not trying to be one of the people in Walmart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can I get a cart for you at 60? Not to knock them or whatever, but that's, that's not for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so cool. I'm trying to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Project my thoughts into the future, really. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's like okay, what what is that I can do? And commercial or real estate period was one of the things I knew that can kind of, you know, be there for me or grow my money for me. You know what I'm saying? So so you you don't have you don't do residential. What's that? Uh, residential real estate. Like doctors. just like single families. families. Well, um, multi families. Well, for me, like I say, uh, it's kind of like you want to focus on something, mm -hmm. and then so I'm down for the single family. But, you know, you don't want to just be doing stuff for money. The commercial real estate excites me a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like I say, it, it's I'm right there. I'm already in the buildings. I'm already talking to the people. I'm already meeting brokers yeah, and all that other stuff. So yeah, and I got you connections. You really got like a head start. Yeah. <laughs> anybody else because 
They already got a report. Hey, he cleaned my buildings good. So why not let help the brother out? Yeah, exactly. And teach, him. teach him something. Yeah. I mean, like you, like we talked about earlier, mentoring. That's definitely one of the uh, the things that I advocate is definitely get some type of you know miss some mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And learn from their mistakes. And uh, so yeah, like I said, this last couple of months I've been uh, investing in you know mentor programs and uh, just learning about this real estate. Man, you gotta get that knowledge because you can. Once you start making some money, you can lose a lot of money. Now you're talking about losing a lot of money at the same time. In real, yeah, you know what I'm saying? With real estate. Like, I've lost some money in my commercial cleaning business, but now you can lose thousands of dollars where, you know what I'm saying? I've heard about people who haven't came back from losses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, bro, I'm just not trying to have that. Yeah, yeah man, real estate, if you let them, they'll definitely fuck you. Yeah, yeah honestly, bro. Especially yeah. like being over leveraged, because I mean, I mean, something we talk about all the time. Everybody talking about the forthcoming recession. Right. Real estate, everybody in love with real estate right now because shit's sweet. Right. But if you put yourself in a bad predicament, real estate can really fuck you over real bad. Right. You yeah. got 10 yeah. mortgages yeah. and some of your rentals move around. Yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, one of my guys uh, that I kind of been, like I said, started networking with, he had a uh, like a $700,000 house and he been having it for like eight months and it's like it's hitting his pockets every month seven eight nine grand and then he finally sold it and he in the process of selling it now but he's selling it for like 575 or something like that so, oh that's a right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you gotta you gotta just be careful bro like i told me he told me his profit from like 80 90 it was supposed to be he probably down like 10 or something like that so so yeah, I also want to go back one more time. I remember you talking about like the loss, the loss where everybody was mad at you. I want to go back deeper to like, how did you process that and how did you recover from that? <laughs> how did you keep on saying? How did you say, hey, I'm not gonna let this loss break me. Gonna I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a lesson and I'm gonna move forward. Well, I mean, it, it, for one, it started with the person that I kind of lost it because of, you know what I'm saying? Because how he was taking advantage of the situation, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was hungry, you know what I'm saying? And he seen the people I brought around was hungry. We trying to, you know, trying to eat. Get, get, yeah, yeah, we trying to eat. We trying to get into a new avenue or something. You know what I'm saying? And then he kind of took the situation. So I kind of had the mindset like, no, nah, I ain't gonna let you kind of be the, the end. I ain't gonna just let you knock me all the way off my square. You know what I'm saying? Because of the situation. So it's like a little bit of proving somebody wrong or whatever like that, but it's like, Hell no, I ain't gonna give up. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna send me back to a job. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was kind of the main focus was like, all right, this is gonna happen too. You know what I'm saying? At some point, it was gonna happen where you fall off and mess up some stuff. And then, like I said, I got them paid something. You know what I'm saying? My brothers and my homies, I got them paid something. And then it was like, all right, well, next time, I'm still gonna take care of y'all, whatever like that. And then it kind of worked itself out like within a month or two, you know, just kind of bounced back from it. Well, hey, that, that resilience is really like <laughs> impressive though, bro. Because yeah. you got a lot of people, especially when it comes to family or something, if it's a huge loss, they'll be like, man. I'm done. Yeah, like I'm done. Yeah, like, they say most, build, most businesses, uh, they close up in like what? Well, first, year, first three years. Three years, years first yeah. three years. So mm-hmm. I made it. <laughs> I'm going to my fourth year. I made it. Hey, well, congrats, bro. And That's definitely now, something to be proud of. Yeah. And, and as far as, okay, now we're talking years. I kind of want to get a little timeline as far as, like, for the following. Because 
I, I mean, even I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. So we start cleaning business. Because we talked about this other stuff we got going, too. So when did all the rest of this come into play as far as, like, the clothing, the cologne, or, excuse me, not cologne, the fragrance? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I made it cologne because I want some. <laughs> but the fragrance and all that. So, like, when did when did you start progressing as far as going into the other stuff? Um, Well, I mean, when I was able to. You know okay. what I'm saying? But, I feel that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, in actuality, my clothing line was kind of one of my first you know, ventures that I thought mm. about, but it was more of a passion. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I wasn't focused on making money with it. You know what I'm saying? It was more of like, okay, this is kind of something I like doing. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing other people fresh. I like getting other people fresh. I like getting fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of more of a passion. I wasn't really focused on money with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of already there. Um, then again, like I said, you just kind of learning that, you know, with any business, you never know what can happen. So I would say as far as the timeline goes, I would say I was already interested in real estate um, in itself before I kind of even started. But I would say around my second year, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, okay, well, now that I'm starting to roll a little bit. I got to figure out how to sustain this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to be honest, you got to sustain a lifestyle sometimes too. You know what I'm saying? You want to sustain your business. Now you got other people that you helping eat too, other families. So, I mean, yeah, it's pressure, but you got to... You gotta stick it out, keep going, and you gotta kinda open your mind up, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you're able to, because for most people, it's hard when you gotta go to work, yeah. and then when you come back, you can't really even think about nothing for real, because, you know, you just, you try to survive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly. I guess I still had a surviving mindset, that's why I'm kinda like, okay, let's get into some other stuff. Yeah. Wow, it's going good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's smart though, like I said, with the reinvestment of your business. Right. You got a lot of people, hey, I'm making a lot of money, let me go buy a Bentley. Uh, right. Let me go buy this seven hundred fifty thousand dollar house. Right. While everything going good, but when the shit ain't sustain it, well, yes, you can't sustain it. Yeah, that's why I say real estate is one of the uh, best things. You know what I'm saying? That you can uh, kind of get yourself involved with. And then my 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 thing is the stuff that I you know just kind of quote unquote play around with your money with. You know what I'm saying? It's coming from the passive side of it. You know what I'm saying? And then you know you. You know, everybody want to live, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah, stuff you want to do. Like, I love to travel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I travel a lot. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of figure out ways to kind of... Uh, multiple streams of income is what I preach. You know what I'm saying? You want multiple streams of income coming in, and that's kind of what been what I've been a, focused on. Is there a goal for you? Like, a number, like I said, number of multiple streams? Um, oh, well, like, a, how many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's say most millionaires have about seven, so That's eight. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. You know, I always tell people, I'm, I'm trying to 10x it. Yeah. yeah. I want seven. You didn't read the book? Uh, I didn't finish the book. I just he finished it. You put me on the book. I, I Brent Cardone, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I just finished it. And uh, I'm probably going to get his, his next book. Was it uh, something about closing? I forgot the title of it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I just finished the 10X. Uh, that, that was. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, that, I never that, started the 10x one yet. Yeah, that, I got it. That, that, the crib. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's just about hustling, bro. Yeah, really, it's yeah. just about hustling. You know, and then like it talked about the recession. A lot of people start dialing back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got to figure out ways to kind of dial it up. Yeah, let me take advantage of other people dialing back. You know what I'm saying? Just like 
you know, buying houses when it's low. Now yeah, there's yeah. a recession or whatever like that. That's stepping it up in the recession. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, the 10x mindset for sure. That's how I look at investments too. You got to just... You gotta win off of people's misfortunes, honestly. Like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry it sound like that. Yeah, business. Yeah. Like, business. Yeah. like, everybody's selling their stocks. Right. My, me, I'm coming in, let me get all of them. Right. You always yeah. wanna do the opposite of what every, the majority is everybody's doing. You yeah, like we said, it's just business. And I remember uh, kind of one of the first times somebody said that to me, it was like, what you mean it's just business? That's how I take care of myself, but it's like, now I'm in, I, now it's come times where I gotta tell people like, bro, it ain't nothing personal. Like you ain't performing, and you know what I'm saying. I gotta, I gotta sustain my business. Yeah, so yeah. it's just business. I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying. It's just what you gotta do, you know. And a lot of people don't know how to cut business and emotions yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people they get angry, upset over business, right? And lose personal relationships, right? Over business, you can let the business be. And y'all can come back and start business just, again. Right. Or we could just be friends. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, business. It didn't work yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't nothing personal. You know what I'm saying? You got to be just the one like, all right, well, let me cut ties for this whole, you know what I'm saying, yeah, thing. Yeah. Sink. You know what I'm saying? And then y'all really, really got bad <laughs> blood. Really got bad blood. Because if I lose $250,000 right. contract, yeah. then, then we got I'm a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's something But they might say it to you. It's just business. But, nah. I cut you off before you messed up my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something I think a lot of people uh, that's getting into entrepreneurship, they also don't understand that. It's like the the value of good employees. Right. Because like good employees, yeah, that's really how you make your business better. Right. Get people better than you. you bad. Yeah, Get people better than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be the smartest person in the room all the time. You don't want to be the best person because, you know, if you're the smartest person, then you probably the one doing all the talking. Yeah. And when you talking, guess what? You say yeah. stuff you know. When you listening, that's when you learning stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't want to be the smartest person in the room all the time. And, you know, why would I want to be the best at the job when I'm not trying to do the job anyway? I want to dive this a little deeper into that. So, like, can you discuss like how you've uh, when hiring people? Have you had any like problems with certain people? Well, of course. I mean, bro, everybody gets on the phone. They get in your face and they talk a great game. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to build my business too and. Uh, you know, my family and this, and we living in a hotel right now, and all this other stuff, and they don't show up. Or, like, two weeks in, oh man, my cat died, uh, I can't come in today, and all this other stuff. It's like, bro, you gotta build some type of foundation before I'm like, okay, bro, I get it, something happened, you know what I'm saying, let's do it, you know what I'm saying, let me take care of it, how let me weed straight, you know what I'm saying, something like that. But it'd be like, they don't even really build nothing with you before it's like, I, I can't come in today, uh, you know what I'm saying, this happened, that happened. Uh, you kind of start learning, bro, like, that's why people in their situations are, you know what I'm saying, because they, they, they don't have a work ethic, they don't have some type of passion and drive that's pushing them to wherever it is they say that they're trying to go. It's like, yeah, you talk a good game, but now you got to put your feet on the ground, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and get to moving. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they come up short, they get out of breath quick. <laughs> a lot of people try to sell dreams, but don't nobody try to actually get a product. They don't let right. the actions yeah. speak for them. Yeah, they, they, they just really don't show 
what they talk about. You know what I'm saying? So, so that comes well, up quick. That's because it's easier to talk about it than it is a performance. And do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can say, I want a, I want a business that's 100K, but... Right. Uh, at the same time, like before, you know, the listen just to fill the listeners in. Before we started the recording, this man had to take a couple of calls. He had to handle some business right here. <laughs> yeah. Are bro. you willing to have you know business calls at four four o'clock on your Saturday four afternoon? What, bro? We got phone calls two in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and you got to solve them problems, man. And then one thing I like to say is, you know, champions are celebrated in the ring. Mm. But it's what they do outside the ring mm-hmm. is what yeah. makes them champions. You know what I'm saying? That day to day grinding. Why not just get the ball? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the stuff that's not on camera is yeah. what make them get to that level. You know what, right, what I'm saying? Right. And, be, and, and to be celebrated. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people not really about that. They right. they not gonna do all the stuff behind the scenes no. that it take to. You know what I'm saying? Be talking on the on the podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the fellas. Yeah. People that, that let you know I had to work it. five years to be an overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy to me though that like people don't get that concept. It's like like they'd be like, man, I want to be successful, but I just be at the crib watching Netflix and shit. Right. Like <laughs> your time, like it's crazy how people don't understand the value of their time. It's just like what they consume. They think they got so much time too. Mm-hmm. Like I was nineteen yesterday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> At times they go by fast, bro. You're right. You start, bro. If you start young, you you know what I'm saying. You get your mistakes knocked out, and you grow faster. You know what I'm saying because you learn it when you don't really need the money. You don't got sometimes you don't got the kids and you don't got the bills and all the other stuff. So now you kind of you getting all this knowledge and this information. It'll propel you. You know what I'm saying so much quicker for real. And that's that's major too, man. Yeah. Um, I, I want to move to that cologne, bro, because I, I can't get off of the cologne. It's not cologne. Man. The fragrance. I want to move to the fragrance. Yes, it's a unisex so, fragrance. So, like, how did you get this idea of man? I'm gonna give me a fragrance. Um, I mean, really, it was just like bringing something to the brand. Favainfairclothing.com. Go check me out. Um, it was like bringing something else to the brand. I mean. Unless you got like some type of huge financial injection to where you like doing all these different things, you're kind of doing the same thing that everybody else doing. You print shirts, shorts, t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, hats or whatever like that. So kind of from day one, I always wanted to set myself apart, you know what I'm saying? Just in, in whatever I'm doing, especially my clothing line too. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people with clothing lines, but it's a fruit of the loom in the tag. Like from day one, you've never seen another name in my in my clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like ever. You know what I'm saying? So then, like I said, I wanted to do something else different. So that's when the fragrance came about. And then, uh, you know, put my feet on the ground, bro. Started doing some research. Um, started just thinking about some of the fragrances that I like. I was literally just spraying fragrances in the bathroom. Like, I wonder what's the ingredients, because that's the only thing like uh, about a fragrance. You can't really patent the smell yeah. because it's from it's stuff from the it's earth. Nasty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. So you really just patent your box, patent the bottle. So I'm in the bathroom talking about for days, hours, just over and over again. Wonder what they got in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's something I wanted to get into with you. Like, how long did that process take? Like, learning how first off finding. Figure out how the hell you was gonna learn what's in this, and then once you learn what's in it, how to fix you. Yeah, like, like how, how do you, you contact somebody to say, "Hey, I want you to make this shit." <laughs> I, I don't know nobody making this. Shit. 
Uh, for real, bro. Like I say, bro, just doing the research, bro. Like, like when I have quote unquote free time, I'm basically researching just about something or some other thing. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just was doing research about like smells, fragrances. Uh, then I just kind of started remembering. Okay, well, what did I get the most reaction from for whichever cologne that I was wearing? You know what I'm saying? And then uh, like even stuff like uh, like shower soaps. You know what I'm saying? I remember like people used to say, "Oh, you smell good. What you got on? I just got on this shower stuff." So I started thinking about that, which was like some type of ocean something. So I got some of that in there. You know what I'm saying? Just you know a little bit of that ocean, yeah, like that yeah. little. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. You know what I'm saying? I got a little bit of that ocean mist in there. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that ocean mist, and then I just kind of start. Okay, what do I like about this fragrance? What do I like about that fragrance? And then just like you said, when you go outside, what type of smells do you like when you go outside? You know what I'm saying? Or you might like cinnamon smell, or you know what I'm saying, pine cones, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then you just kind of. I just was like, okay, well, I'm gonna put some of this, I'm gonna put some of this, I'm gonna put some of this, and uh, I'm very thankful that on the first try, it was, it came out good, you know what I'm saying? Because honestly, it was kind of tedious, and I don't know if I would have been trying to tweak it, you know what I'm saying, too many times before I'm like, okay, I gotta get somebody else to do this, but I mean, it, worked, it literally worked out the first time that I said, okay, I'm gonna put this, 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 and it came out, they sent the samples, and it was fire, like fire. Like my sister, like the first day that I had got it, my sister had walked through the door and was like, is that the, is that the fragrance? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you was already spraying yeah. it around yeah. the house. <laughs> yeah. So like the testing process, were you like with in front of people like, that smells good, that smells no, good? No, 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 so um, no. It was, it was all, it was basically a lot of the internet stuff, mm -hmm. but I was actually smelling stuff myself personally, yeah. and then um, you know when you kind of you kind of get some information when you kind of in the process, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They tell you about uh, smoky and do you want it to be oily or yeah. something? You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff, musky, like, and yeah, musky, yeah, like stuff I don't know about. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of help you a little bit with that mm -hmm. stuff, but you kind of still pick. Like your base smells that you want, you know what I'm saying? And then they say, okay, this might go good or whatever like this. So um, I was really outside smelling stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what made you uh, pick unisex instead of going like, um, I mean, well, for one, I got a lot of stuff from my clothing line that's kind of male-based, you know what I'm saying? So um, then I also got the information that even with purchasing on cologne, it's not like women purchase a lot more. Then men, they say it's like a 50-50. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, well, instead of trying to do two and kind of start straining myself, trying to do this, trying to do that, yeah. trying to market to the women, trying to market to the man, let's just do a unisex. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can get it. I like yeah. that though. Uh, I like, like, and that seems to be a theme throughout like this whole episode is that like you're very intentional. You right. do research, you figure out like what you want to do and specifically why you want to do it. Right. You know, half and half, buy fragrances so i'm gonna make sure that i'm catering to both right you know yeah. what i'm saying exactly. like I, I i may not know how to handle these you know uh commercial contracts so i'm a subcontract with somebody that do until i know how to do it myself like I, I like how intentional you are with the researching and the finding out how to do all the business like that's yeah really cool. uh i mean like i say you're gonna either research it and, mm -hmm. and get it done or you're gonna do it yourself and fail then you mess around and do something that you weren't supposed to do 
you know, then you end up getting sued, all this type of stuff. So, I mean, I'd rather kind of get some information. You need some type of information yeah, anyway, yeah. first mm -hmm. of all. You know what I'm saying? Even if whatever you did, business that you're trying to start or whatever it is that you're trying to do, you got to find out some type of information. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But me, I'm a sponge anyway for information. And I literally, when I'm bored, I just go and like research stuff. Like, it might not have nothing to do with business, but I'm like, Looking at documentaries, yeah. I'm just researching, you know, just stuff about culture. Seeking yeah, right. seeking knowledge, bro. Like all the time. But you'd be surprised how many people want to skip that, skip that stuff. You right. know, don't want to learn about it. Don't want. Right. I just want to make money from it. And that's kind. Of, and speaking of that, like that's what I thought I was really trying to do in real estate in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let me go and you know do this and that, and I'm gonna get out here and do it because of what I, the little bit I learned off of YouTube or whatever mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, for me personally, it didn't pan out, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a better position to pay for, you know what I'm saying, education and work with mentors and stuff like that. And I'm moving along a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Then I'm trying to do commercials, so now it's bigger dollars, bigger risk. Yeah. Definitely want to get some mentors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That's Definitely want to get some mentors. I, I ain't trying to lose everything. Yeah, I wouldn't want to make a mistake on the commercial building. Yeah. Especially if you're doing it like in this area, yeah. I know it's, it's some money that could be lost. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's just really cool to me, like, because you start out with the with the commercial, you start out with commercial cleaning business with commercial business, I mean, commercial building ownership as a goal. Like, you start right. out with that already in mind. A lot of people wouldn't think to start in a janitor closet to own the whole building. Right. They wouldn't Ooh. think that's the door hey, to go bro. Ooh. Look, I, look, I said it from day one, bro. People see toilets, bro. I see buildings. Like hey. that, that's been my thing from day one, bro. I, like I, I see buildings, and uh, it just—I just always had that mindset. Like, all right, infiltrate. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, you know, infiltrate. That's been, you know, something like kill from within. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's just been my plan of attack from day one. And, and a lot of people—they're not humble enough to say, "Hey, let me take that step and be lower." And learn from the bottom so I can be to the top. Right. So that speaks a lot. And, and, and a lot of thing is, is time. You know what I'm saying? They worry about the time. But guess what? Time going to pass anyway. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. so you just let the time pass that you didn't did nothing. Or somebody else, they worked at the bottom. Now they up here. You know what I'm saying? They this far ahead of you because they, they started. They got going. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They, they put gas in it. So. Yeah. They stayed down till they came up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That made me think you kind of even want to pivot to the last segment of the show, man. Given what's on your timeline. Okay. So what's on your timeline? Typically, as the guest to speak on something that they seen on their social media or something that they posted that they feel like people, you know, should know about. But before we get to your part, I do want to ask a question because you said the infiltrate from within. It made me think about the Jay. I knew you were going. Yeah. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, this ain't my show. Like that's kind of might mix what's on your timeline. Yeah, hey, hey, no. So how you feel about that? How, what you think about that whole situation? Um, I mean, I think it's a smart move. Like you're supposed to do something now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We did the kneeling. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they should have did some where they uh, got cap involved or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. But all right, we did the kneeling. Now what's next? It, it, it got to be a next step. You know what I'm saying? And he, I feel like that's what he's gonna do. We haven't. We haven't let it played out before all these people give them this backlash or whatever. But I think you definitely gotta take some type of action. You know what I'm saying? And 
you know, they try to say, okay, well, he dissed him last year or whatever like that. But, I mean, last year it wasn't – performing wasn't an actionable move for the cause. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Being a performer, you just getting a check or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? Again, not knocking him or whatever, but it wasn't a, a strategic move in regards to what the issue was in the first place. And I believe that's what he did. He made a strategic move and, you know, the best way to – you know, attack yeah. a place just to be inside of it. Yeah, right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? So I know one part of it that I look at that a lot of people just really underlook is the fact that he's like a minority owner on the team now. And that's something that hasn't happened in the NFL right. ever. Right. Like that that is a major Is he an owner on one of the teams? He just, he's, yeah, he's, he's a partial he's owner. Like he's getting some type of ownership stake in an NFL team or in the NFL. Some type some of ownership. Yeah. Okay. He gets yeah. some ownership stake exactly. as a part of his his campaign with the social justice. Right. And that's exactly. so major because, I mean, no, right. No, that, that's what you got to do. That's now I own something to be able to speak up for the other people who just out there on the field kneeling or whatever. Now I can be inside speaking up and giving y'all a voice right now. You know what right. I'm saying? So I think it was a good move. I, I did want to hop in just, just real quick. Like, I agree with that as far as the infiltration so much because of, like, a lot of people don't think about that, but that's a crucial part of it. Like, you have to work together at a certain point to figure out what the issue was and how to go from it. Yeah. Like, uh, just giving an example, I read a book. Uh, this this book was called Black Like Me. That's the title. And the, uh, the guy, he said at the end, one of the main things that always confused him about, like, what was going on with the, the social justice area as far as, like, MLK and Malcolm X and all the issues that people were having in the South. He said people were having board meetings to talk about how they were going to fix the black and white issue with completely white boards. Right, he was right. like, how are you ever going to figure this out if nobody has any representation in yeah. there to talk? Right. So it's like, with, with looking at it as a scope with the NFL thing, it's like, if we don't have Jay-Z there to talk or at least speak, who's going to give our opinion? Who's going to speak? Who voices the biggest for the culture? Exactly. Boom. Boom. And it was black billionaire. Right. Exactly. Like, his voice is... Oh, no, this is yeah. how I look at it, too. Y'all remember how Kurt, Kurt and them were trying to buy the Panthers, mm-hmm. but they kind of, like, got blocked from that deal. Mm-hmm. Now you have someone the on table. the inside. Right. So now, hey, this team probably about to become available. Y'all can get on it early. Right. They're like, That's the point, Jay-Z, get on it early. Yes, or Jay-Z's like, hey, we need more ownership now. Right. Because now you have a stake. You have a controlling point. You right. can let... More it's a leverage it. point. Yeah, right. it's a leverage point. That's like, exactly what it bro, is. Bro, you got to get some type of black owner here. like, Because other, it's not like they can't afford it. It's you purposely trying to keep it's it a certain way. Right. It is, right. like, and it's like you're doing it on purpose. Okay, well, why? Okay, racism, all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, and plus, just control the money too, man. Yeah. Like, the NFL is a fucking money machine. Yeah. Like, like, they got the most audience. Not paying a lick of taxes. I think last year they grossed over like 10 bills. Teams up? getting like 256 million just to be a part of the league. Yeah, the taxes is a big thing too. Amazon, they did like 12 billion, paid zero in taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Finessing>. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, I'm not even mad at that though. Like, <laughs> it's the hey. fault that they allowed yeah, for exactly. it to happen. But, but my but, thing about it is like, we gotta look at, in my opinion, cause I, I looked at the, the tweet that Amazon responded to them with. And they basically said, if you look at the reason that we didn't pay any taxes, you look at all the jobs we made, you look at all the stuff, all the infrastructure that we built, all the different things that we helped to to 
make on this side for the U.S. Yeah, and that's economy. why we don't, and for the economy, right. and that's why we don't have to pay these taxes. So, right. like, I can't be mad at them. They paid it back right. on the back end. Right, they're creating jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. The, the same, at the same time, while people mad at Amazon, I want you to go find your nearest Amazon delivery person or person that works at Amazon and see how mad they are about it. Right. I bet you they happy. <laughs> they right. still they ready to go to work. Right. Don't get mad. Educate. Right. Educate oh, yourselves because... You could be you could be Amazon, not necessarily the right. The but you can you can abate the taxes legally. Right. right. So right. I think you should educate yourself. I know. Instead of being like mad, like yeah. man, how did they get away with this? Be like, okay, how can I do this? Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. Exactly. Jeff Bezos didn't do it over Right. Right. Like apparently, man, man, maybe the man understands something. Maybe they understand something about taxes that we need to start looking into. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I need to ask him where can the people find you? All your websites. I just tried to look up. I need the website for the clothing. Uh, <laughs> it's favoriteaintforclothing.com. Okay. That's the website. Uh, Instagram is favoriteaintforclothing. My personal Instagram is Santo World. Uh, really, that's where I'm at. Uh, my YouTube, because I do like, uh, you know, motivational videos mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, YouTube, Santo World Inc. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, that's really the main places that I be is, uh, you know, my Instagram. Uh, YouTube stuff like that, but uh, as far as like stuff on my timeline, definitely inspirational, motivational stuff. Uh, speak, you know, speakers, Greg Cardone, yeah. uh, Et, Eric Thomas, yeah. you know, stuff like that, and uh, same kind of stuff that I post. You yeah, know, what I'm saying right. uplifting, you know, stuff about entrepreneurship, abundance, prosperity, stuff like that. So uh, creating what you want to see. Yeah, yeah exactly, bro. Like exactly, like your thoughts create your reality, and that's that's mm. that's what I like to end with. You know, yeah. your thoughts create your reality. Like whoever, who are you today? Whatever you think about all day long. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, thoughts create habits, you know what I'm saying? And your habits create your circumstance. That's the thing can grow rich. Yeah. I be listening to that audio, but I've read it like four times. But I listen yeah. to audio just like over and over because, you know, as you start getting more knowledgeable, then you start learning. Oh, damn, I missed that last yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, thoughts create reality. I'm real big on it. You know what I'm saying? Control your thoughts, control your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of my favorite books too, though. <laughs> it is mine too, bro. That's and that's that's actually like one of the books that kind of started my process. Yeah. That and uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's all it was, man. Like it was the first two. It was the first two books. Like, and I remember uh, being at work, and uh, that's when I, my mind started changing. I stopped doing all the talking and fraternizing with everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, Listen to my audio book, and, and the, the funny thing is, like, people around you, they was really, like, upset that I'm not fraternizing no more because I'm, I'm trying to do something different. But the funny thing is, a couple of them work for me. That's what I like. Employee to employee, I like. It. Y'all want to talk all that shit? <laughs> While y'all was over there talking, I was over there learning. Right. And that's why I employ you now. But I, I do want to get one more quick plug in, though. So as far as uh, any of our real estate developers, any of our people that got, you know, careers about to come up or anything like that that need to reach out to you or anybody that owns commercial buildings, what, where do they reach out to you for them services too? Um, so, I mean, as far as the commercial janitorial stuff goes, uh, you can uh, hit my website at www.careerelegancecleaning.com. That's for the commercial stuff. And then um, 
really inbox me on Instagram, really, at Santo World. That's how you can connect with me because I, you know, make a lot of the real estate connections and business connections on, on that page. Uh, I mean, I'm an open book. You can go to my Facebook, Ron Santo Cole. You know, ain't nothing but positive and stuff, motivation <laughs> stuff on there anyway, so they can check it out. I don't post fights and all that other stuff. I'll watch it, but then I'll delete you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but and what are areas do you service as far as the commercial cleaning and everything? Um, I mean, really, anywhere over Texas I got. Okay. And then I also back at the crib in Missouri. Shout out St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? And shout out Columbia, Missouri, too. But, uh, yeah, bro. Shout out to the movie. Yeah, but uh, you know, anywhere with DFW, especially, but uh, yeah, Texas, anywhere for real, for real, uh, especially the big cities and uh, Missouri, for real. I'm trying to start moving some stuff to Atlanta because my pops just moved to Atlanta down there, so uh, okay, I'm trying to set up some stuff in Atlanta too. So, y'all get at my boy if y'all in the Lone Star State, get at him, yes, sir, being clean, yes, sir, Santa World. Um, we can get into our little housekeeping notes before we wrap up the uh, episode. So, um, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Geek Leads for hosting us yeah. uh, for this episode. For sure. We are actually in Dallas right now. That's why we actually sit, able to sit down with our boy Santo in an actual studio group. Yes, sir. And record a podcast with the BWR crew. Right. So, shout out to Geek Leads. They're doing some dope stuff out here. It's a 15,000 foot gaming facility out here. Esports, uh, clothing manufacturing, podcast studio. Whole nine. Definitely check them out if you're DFW. Jalen? Um, we just want to say thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Constantly coming back every week, connecting and showing love. Uh, once again, y'all go to our website, www.blackrockrenaissance.com. You can get all the courses, you can get the merch, you can get the uh, calculators, and you can get podcasts. You can get more than just our podcast. We got different podcasts for you to listen to. Uh, shout out to Ty Millie with the Millionaire uh, Podcast. You got Xavier with the Millionaire Mindset Podcast. You can go listen to Jane if you want to listen to about some real estate. And we got so much more. Yeah, so, so y'all, collaboration Yeah, so y'all definitely go check that out. Ooh, um, speaking of collaboration over competition. Gotta plug in what's happening in DC next year, May 2020, right? Yeah, May, May 2020. The Black Investor Summit. Y'all definitely be on the lookout for that. More details coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, I want some details too. We got you. We got you. Yeah, last thing I got for y'all, y'all be sure to check out our Patreon. Uh, yeah. Patreon is our campaign that kind of like, you know, we want to support the podcast. We try to get out of our area into more communities, and that's one way you can support us and interact with us more here at Black Wolf Renaissance. We continue to try to provide you with the tools and resources so that we can continue to grow as a community, practice group economics, and just spread the message of financial literacy. So if you want to be one of the people to help do that, it's only $1 to register. You get a bunch of bonus content, early access to the podcast, and I mean, there's other tiers, but just a dollar to contribute every month. And it helps us, you see. yeah, it helps us do what we're doing right now. It helps us get out to other cities. We have, get to connect with some cool people and just keep on growing the BWR family and the network, man. Anything else? No. I got to dub my man Santos a renaissance man, you know. Oh, yeah. Most, yeah. Definitely. Most definitely. That's a renaissance man right there. We're going to definitely have to get him in a t-shirt. 
Yeah. We deserve to get this road. And I do apologize, bro. I mean, I was supposed to bring y'all some hats, you know what I'm saying, from the clothing line, but bro, I, I had a bad I had a I had a bad morning, bro. Like I said, my hours messed up. I had to go talk to the ancestors and get back. <laughs> 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 See now my feelings hurt because I wasn't expecting to have like, one, but now that I know I could have got one, I'm a little sad. <laughs> I got you. I got to get a shirt, man. Oh uh, yeah. On that note, y'all, we gonna get up out of here. This is Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.